0: Welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences, navigating adulthood, and what we learned along the way. We invite you to join our weekly conversations while we create our own blueprints on this amazing journey and hope some of the lessons we learned can help you. Here are my co-hosts, Nay and Sunny D. Hey everybody, it's your girl Sunny D here to brighten up your day. I'm a new business owner transitioning from corporate America. And frankly, I can't trust anybody that don't like tacos. Hey friends, I'm Nay. I'm so excited to share and grow with y'all. I'm a full-time wife, full-time mommy, and part-time employee. Nutella is my love language. (laughs) This is your girl, Nakai, and I am your host on Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I am so excited to have you guys here, and I love brownies and seaweed. So let's get to the episode. Hey, welcome back to episode 13. We're excited to be in Women's Month. Yay! So yay to March, and we want to shout out a huge, huge, huge thank you to all the social workers, chalet specialists, and of course, all you beautiful women. We celebrate you all this month. So we decided to continue our small series this month of highlighting the most influential women, and we end this series with the one, the only, Miss Michelle Obama however you all know before we get into the meat of our episodes we have to let you know who we are sponsored by and we are sponsored by divine timing Ta-da. <laughs> Hey guys, thank y'all so much for joining us again for another episode. This episode is sponsored by Divine Timing. You can check out all of their adulting type materials, journals, and planners that you can download digitally on the website, fearforme.com. Write down this coupon code. They're giving you 22% off. It is WMB22. Put it in at checkout and save some coins. So as you all know, we start every single episode out with a quote. And this quote comes from Mrs. Michelle Obama herself. She wrote it in her book, Becoming. If there's one thing I've learned in life, it's the power of using your voice. And for me, and I want you ladies to um, chime in, I love this quote because, I mean, we have a podcast, so of course we're using our voice, but understanding the power of your voice and the power of your message can change so many lives. And I feel like Michelle, when she opens her mouth, just brings value all the time. So yeah, what do y'all think? I concur. She just radiates that Black Mama energy, you know, that I'm a love on you, but... but... I'm going to tell you what you need to know. Like, I'm going to tell you about yourself, too. But I'm going to love them before and after. So, yeah, I, I think her voice really does matter, especially to, like, women and people of the global majority. I feel like we really, like, rock hard with Michelle. We do. I can listen to Michelle speak like for a very long length of time. I actually have, I don't have her physical book, but I have it on Audible and she reads the book. So it's read by the author and just being able to hear how she speaks and just how majestic her voice is and what she says and the way that she says and her cadence and everything. Her being a, like recognizing that and being able to have a platform where she can reach so many people across the world is unbelievable in Forever First Lady. Yes. And you both see- segue us into our main conversation today about talking all about miss michelle obama who is everyone's sister auntie real friend role model amazing friend the one had to snatch you get your life together and so far either or ladies would you want miss michelle as your friend or as your mentor that's really difficult to me because i feel like having her in my life she would be both i feel like as much as i would be receptive to it even if she was in a friend role she would give her advice and be a mentor but I feel like if she was started out as my mentor because she is so rela- she seems so relatable we would become friends so I feel like she would be both I was gonna say something very similar I I can see Michelle Obama I mean she's from the south side of Chicago so I can see kicking it with her like for real for real and at the same time just being in the her like majestic presence like having that as a mentor having access. To so that type of insight and knowledge would be next level. So I concur with Nay. I'm going to take them both. Yeah, I am going to third that. <laughs> Taking them both. Um, my original thought was like, oh, well, if you're my mentor, kind of what you were saying earlier, like, well, if you're my mentor, then we may become friends, you know, but also I'm like, sometimes when you have that mentor mentee relationship, it's like a huge boundary and it's like, I only see you as my mentee. So I I don't want to switch you over to being a friend, you know. So that would be my only hesitation of like, oh, as a mentor, because if I am your friend and we are truly friends, then you will speak my name in rooms and give help me with opportunities and make sure, as you said, she's from the south side of Chicago. You will make sure I am being able to be in environments where I can strive and thrive similar to you. OK, so we already kind of started to talk about her as a person. Sonny, you already talked about like she's from the south side of Chicago. She gives you those auntie vibes, but she'll still snatch you, get you in line. (laughs) So, what are your thoughts just about her as a person? Just being this passionate. Our house what are your thoughts here's my theory you've spent eight years in the white House because you you've, you've you've used a curse word or a fi in your day um, so yeah i can i don't think that that's her outwardly public persona but i can i can imagine that that's the case um i i don't know i don't know how to answer that question and i i say this because we only know what we know we only know what we see right so i don't know if you could ever know someone on that level like like, as a person. But from what I have been exposed to, I think she is so... The word refined comes to my mind, but that's not exactly the word that I want to use. She just has this presence that you that draws you to her. You know what I mean? You want to watch when she speaks. You want to watch anything, in, like interviews that she's on. You, if given the opportunity, you want to be in the physical presence. Like You want to be where she is. You know what I mean? And I think that speaks a lot to her upbringing. I think it speaks a lot to her time in college and you know when she was getting her law degree and things like that. I just think that 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 she just has that whatever it is, quote unquote, she has that thing that makes you want to get to know her more and want to be around her or watch her or be involved in something that she's doing. I think if there's one thing she can teach me, I think that was the question. (laughs) It would be that grace everywhere, but most more specifically grace under pressure, because I have her book, but I haven't read it. But I think I remember her saying one time she learned early on that she could not speak her mind as her husband was going through, you know, her, his presidential campaign and just being in the office because her speaking her mind would not only have a negative outlook and portrayal of her, but also him and with him that leaves a negative light and portrayal of the whole presidency. So just her knowing that in the moment and also being like, okay, I cannot speak my mind and I'm okay with that. Because I could see somebody looking at it like, oh, I can't speak my mind, but you ain't never gonna hear from me. <laughs> you turning it that way, or I'm gonna speak my mind regardless because God gave me a mouth and I'm not being disrespectful going that route as well. But she took it and like her favorite saying, when they go low, we go high. She went high. She went so high that I think we kind of viewed her personality as maybe a little differently than what it is in real life. So I think that is something I can take from Mrs. Obama, just walking in grace and that feminine energy at all times, but especially in public facing arenas. I'm glad you said that because you said a lot. My first thought is the beauty of Michelle is that she, come at you, but it's in such a loving way that I don't feel like you're attacking me or her opponent. You know, she may say something, but she'll say it in such a loving way that you don't even feel attacked until everybody come for you in the comments. Like, oh, she got you. Right. But then also the way she handles herself is definitely grace, but it goes to what you said, Nate, that feminine energy, because the feminine energy attracts, it doesn't chase. And it's that je ne sais quoi that somebody can't put their finger on, but they're like, it's something about this woman that she can walk into the room and not only turn heads, but she's breaking necks. She walks into the room and everybody stops, not just to look, but to help. And when I say help, they're not like she's not able to do things herself, but she gives off the feminine energy of like I'm here and you know I'm here and she has this like you both said like this beautiful energy when she wherever she goes everybody not bows to her but everybody understands her work immediately when she walks into the room and I personally feel like she probably had this way before she even became president um sorry first first lady but I just think that is so beautiful and on top of that like when we when I see her I'm such a fashion person so like when I see her and she walks into the room her designers her stylist man y'all get a kudos too because y'all have miss obama so beautiful so elegant so amazing and i want to ask you too what is your favorite michelle obama outfit or like the one that's most memorable hands down biden inauguration hair blown out bumped to perfection looking like a whole snack the whole meal the whole table the whole refrigerator in that monochrome Look like Hunty did not come to play with the mask and the gloves to match. G- just perfection from head to toe. I remember at that time they were having the memes like Michelle just got through getting her hair done. Like honey was dressed and slayed. I have two. There's so many. Y'all lucky on. I'm only choosing two. The first one is a, I, I can't remember which state dinner it was. It was one of the state dinners. But she's in this gold like metallic dress. And it, I mean, it looks like it is made for her body. Like it, the, the number one hair laid all the time. We already know Michelle Obama with the hair always, always laid. But this, this dress is snatched on this figure. Let me tell you. And it is the most beautiful, like rose gold, chrome type of, I don't even know what to explain, but it's absolutely gorgeous. It's at a state dinner. I can't remember which one. And then there was, um, I don't remember what talk or conference this was, but she was speaking with Sarah Jessica Parker and she came out in this floor length like yellow dress with like long sleeves that had this high slit with these sparkly glitter thigh high balenciaga boots please tell me I remember it because it was phenomenal but those i need in my closet so for all of y'all that go dress was from the final state dinner it was rose gold and it was Versace 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 and the yellow was at the final show of her book tour at the barclays center in brooklyn new york so the yellow one was my favorite and i was like oh man she took it and so <laughs> my second favorite is it's in Vanity Fair and it's like weekend fashion and she has this it's it's a simple I would say simple black dress but on her it is beautiful it's like long sleeve go right past the knees but it has like this slit in the at the top it's like sexy but chic elegant but hey I'm out here and it's all it's just so beautiful and the way she walked out with her hair it to me I'm just like oh man Michelle I need not only do I need the black dress but man this is just so beautiful and so that is my hands down well not my the top favorite but one of my favorites of her I want to since we're talking about her fashion just give a shout out to her because she did use a lot of black designers and a lot of un quote unquote unknown um black designers and women designers of her clothing like I remember one outfit she had to a state dinner with a Chinese um somebody high in Chinese government and she had a Chinese um person who designed her dress and that dress was nice I mean let's be honest I ain't never seen Michelle Obama miss with her fashions she don't miss (laughs) and I don't know if it's because she knows she is representing us But Miss Lady don't, don't miss. And she can I can play. appreciate that. She literally does not come to play. She comes to slay. I saw this as, as a meme and it's on the internet. So you only get bits and pieces sometimes of some stuff. Mm-hmm. But there was, she was in some interview and she was in like this purple top, like this royal purple top. And she had like, the her hand gesture was off to the side. And somebody was like, that's where the meme came from. Like, that's the Michelle Obama meme. When she's like doing like the little hand thing off to the side, but she's in purple just like the meme is, or just like. The emoji is. And that always makes me laugh every time I see it because now I can't unsee it. She got her own meme. She's also a mother of two beautiful, amazing Black women, too, that we had the honor to see grow in like right before our eyes. Cause I even think I'm like, when I think of both of them, I think of these two little girls running, you know, <laughs> into the White House. It's like, oh, but now they are, dang, I feel like they're almost adults, right? Or they are adults. They are. They're adults, right? And I'm like, man. So, What are your thoughts as in? I'm going to ask this specifically. I want Nate to answer first, but what are your thoughts? Because you are a parent. (laughs) What are your thoughts of her as a parent and how hard or challenging it may have been to really raise these girls in the limelight, but also in the White House. And you're still trying to put in your values of what you want them to learn of being, hey, y'all are beautiful black women and you have to now handle yourself with grace too. What are your thoughts? I think it's, unique. Well, let me start off by saying she is a girl mom. I don't, I don't know that lane. I don't know what that is. I, I boy mom and I am beginning boy mom and I do recognize that that is a whole different ballgame. But I love that for one, she had the forethought to bring her mother into that white house. <laughs> like there is going to be some sort of grounding even because I know me and my husband will get pulled in all kinds of directions. So mama, come and make sure these these, ki- these girls stay on the straight and narrow. I love that for her. And also I think just even if her husband never became the president, they were going to be living in some type of privilege just by nature of two Harvard Law graduates. Like even though they did work on the South Side of Chicago and grassroots work, they were going to live in some sort of privilege, but it seems like she raised her kids with the guise of, you are in this bubble of privilege, but you are still Black children, and you will still have the morals and values that I deem necessary for you to have that I grew up with from my childhood. And also, I love that they didn't parent in public. Like, you really don't hear a lot about, you know, them parenting and the day-to-day life, them parenting their children, and, you know, when the oldest did her little brush ups with some stuff you never heard them address that in public and i wonder if that is they know their platform is huge and they want to protect their children you know and not have them grow up so much in the limelight, or if that's just being black and like now nah, we keep household business in the house <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing. But yeah, I I just love that. And I know this really isn't about this, but I also love that the biggest scandal for her during the presidency was when she used to do her midnight runs to Target. I love that because that's so relatable. And everybody loves Target. Like that is the most. And I love that because that that's me. Like, I'm like, damn, I forgot. I forgot something at Target. Yeah. No ditching your secret service to go to Target. <laughs> Actually, I think they ditched Secret Service a couple times. There's a couple stories in her book that she talked about that. <laughs> but they're like, they're hiding in different rooms and stuff. And they snuck out her and I think it's her and one of the girls or two of the girls or both of the girls. Um, But yeah, I think I concur. I think it was nice to see a beautiful Black family in the White House and see that these girls have grown to these beautiful young women. And even when you have, you know, usual youthful mess ups or mishaps or what happens, have you like that's part of life and i'm sure they dealt with that i'm sure it's a little bit of both i'm sure it was you know you wanted to protect your children and you understand that they're in this place of privilege and visibility and at the same time uh household stuff stay in house type situation i can see that that could possibly be a little bit of both in in the way that they parent but i also feel like they are the type of parents both of them miss uh obama mrs and mr obama are both those types of parents that are honest and transparent with their girls and have that those types of conversations where they can you know have conversations and where they can actually be honest and transparent in these stages that their girls are going through and be able to handle that at home and then send them out into the world and they can you know assimilate into adulthood however that suits them best so yeah those are just those are just my my forefronting thoughts on on the parenting yeah because lord knows i know mrs obama had a conversation about their little (laughs) friend (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> and you need to watch what little friends you have and your little friends might not be your little friend. Uh-huh. I love uh-huh. that they are a family that praises in public and corrects in private. Because I don't think a lot of, not just huge celebrities, but even everyday parenting, they don't do that. It's a lot of like punishing in, pri- in public and private versus like i'm gonna praise you in public i got you no matter what i'll support you but behind closed doors i'm gonna correct you like we gonna get this together this ain't gonna happen again one time one time i'm not gonna repeat myself but yeah but also i feel like michelle obama got that mama look like that one eyebrow go up you know let me sit down be quiet get in my lunch. she was giving adults that mama look we know she got that (laughs) mama look Like, (laughs) there are plenty of times where Mrs. Obama was looking like everybody's Black mama, like, you better sit here, don't say nothing, shut your mouth, you're getting too big, I'm going to deal with it when I get home, but you know... (laughs) So what are your thoughts about her as an activist? And um, I, for me, I love her get up and move platform, but what about y'all? Are y'all familiar with that? I mean, I love it especially because hypertension and obesity run so rampant in the black community. I love it that as the first black family and the first black, um, first lady, you know, acknowledge first black family and first black lady, because let's be honest, history, we got some more in there, but we ain't going to talk about it, um, that that was her biggest push, like something for specifically for her community, you know, and with the getting, eating better and moving and everything else. I love that it was such a focus on health because a lot of times in the Black community, we are not recognized and not believed in health spaces. So yeah, I I love that for them, for us. I think it was nice to be able to see, granted, to be fair, I'm gonna say this with this caveat because I'm relatively young as far as opportunities that I've had to vote, right? I haven't been a voting age for very many presidencies. So this is the first time that I've been able to see, witness, and understand a, a family that's in the White House that's making efforts and policies and, and policies and bringing to light things that I'm familiar with and things that affect me and, and my family, my community, and things of that nature. So like, you know, like creating a garden on the White House property and showing the benefits of growing your own food and like they say, better, like eating better and being more intentional about um health and things like that that are important i absolutely believe that came from wanting to provide those types of programs for her community her background and people who look like her and her children and it it, it boggles my mind it, it's really not surprising it shouldn't be but it just boggles my mind how many non melanated people had an issue with growing a garden and you know doing a little aerobic here and there uh you know a little cartwheel if you if you want i just i, I that just boggles my mind i don't that. But yeah, her her attention and, and specification of wanting to bring awareness to these certain things and being an advocate, it, I think it was really transformative because there are so many children that can see someone who looks like their grandmother, someone who looks like their mom in that type of position that's encouraging them to be better and to do better. And I think above anything, that was, was incredibly important during her time you know, in that house. I agree. And I love how she partnered with even celebrities because I think Beyonce, I don't think, I know Beyonce did a partner with her where she did like her whole entire get up and move on YouTube. I used to do it in the mornings when I was like getting ready for work to get my energy up. So that's, I was like, I love that. But I researched and it was like, because she had a partnership with the get up and move platform. So they all, like she, how she worked with celebrities, like this was something huge to her. And I just love that because I love that platform. And I love how you both said of her really getting into our community of understanding, Like you got to move, you got to eat healthy, you got to do, do some small changes every day to make sure that you are able to run after your children or get up off the couch without, you know, being winded. So, yeah. And to kind of hit on a topic, Sunny day that you said earlier about how, you know, they kind of made, well, other people from other ethnicities getting mad about the garden and everything. It just made me think about how, when they first got in the white house, people We're saying oh they're going to tarnish the prestige of the White House or and you know as they brought more people of color and more social events because them White House parties was jumping when they were in office yes honey like all of that and everything and I don't think it lowered the prestige of the White House but I feel like it made it less pretentious it made it so where you could see the presidents are actually people. Yes, they hold all of this power, but they're actually people. And with them being people, they do, well, these particular people, I don't know about them other people, but they do have their own flout, their own flavor and their own zest and their own swag. So why should it be this big disconnect just because you get the presidential title? I love how they presented us and the fact that we can be. So Serious, we can be professional, but we could also do a Dougie and Twerk in the White House stateroom, like when the DJ comes in. And that's okay. And that's fine. I love that. We are versatile people and we always will be and we always have been. Yes. And I just think Michelle is such a beautiful icon. Um, and so to wrap up this conversation, um, uh, what's one thing about Michelle, either her traits or characteristics that you will actually try to take in and be bring into your daily life? I think the quote that we had at the beginning of the episode was pretty on point with at least for with where I am is being able to understand that you have a voice and regardless of your platform or what you think your reach is your voice is it's important and being able to use that and to help and serve and and I think that's one of the most important things that at least I'm going through right now it's, it's a, a power in my self that I am exploring more of and I think a lot of people can benefit from doing the same thing I will take from Mrs. Obama just her her grace while using her voice um, I think sometimes we use our voice and it might not be as tactful <laughs> as it can be and it might not attract as much as many people as we would like it might actually be track and you know discourage a lot of people from listening up but although she had such a powerful voice and she was so commanding with her voice she was also welcoming and lots of people of all shapes ethnicities colors whatever are attracted to her and her persona and I think it is because of that grace that strength under cashmere you know I think that is what I will take for. forward like it's great when you know yourself and when you are so um, comfortable with yourself but once you get to that level then that's when you have to tack on that grace because that grace will not deter you from that strength that you carry but it will make it sometimes a little bit more palatable as you move in different spaces. I agree I think for me I will take away of really trying to understand and walk and work through feminine energy and really understand how to use it but also understand that it is as a woman and it really is our superpower. And then I'll also take away of like, she has this quote that says, instead of letting your hardships and failures discourage or exhaust you, let them inspire you. And it reminds me of how you, I think Nate, you said earlier of like, when they go low, we go high. And It's, of course, we all know during any type of hardship, it's easier said than done. But understanding that everything that you go through, you can use that energy and just transform it to let it inspire you to do and be the best that you can be. I think that's what I'll take away from her. With that, I want to just say thank you, Miss Michelle Obama, for being who you are. And we want to just salute you and give you your flowers now and give you a hand clap. So we are about to transition into Moments of Melanation. Moments Moments of Melanation. Melanation. Moments of Melanation is where we highlight a Black person doing their thing. Today for Moments of Melanation, we are highlighting... Today, we are highlighting Nia DaCosta. Now, this may not be a name that you are familiar with, but you will be. And here's why. You guys are familiar with Marvel movies, right? We talked about a superhero trait earlier. Everybody loves good Marvel movies, right? They're probably the most successful superhero franchise. No offense to DC, but Marvel's where it's at. Let's just be real, right? Nia DaCosta is now the first Black woman to direct a Marvel film. And Homegirl is 31. 31. yes yeah exactly i see the faces i made the same ones she's these 31. People, these people always make me think about my life choices because i'm like every time am, what do i have to show for myself i i made a baby i think that is my saving grace for doing them quality but go listen ahead. <laughs> you made a baby and props to you for that but uh, yes between between our last couple episodes i don't know what i was doing in my early 30s the first half of my 30s but it wasn't directing Marvel. Movies, I could tell you that much. So, what's crazy about this? It was really amazing. I think it's a testament to having faith in yourself and trusting the process. Is she's only directed like a handful of films. And by handful, I mean like three, like not a whole lot at all. She actually did a Kickstarter for a short film in 2015 called Little Woods. And that actually expanded into a full feature film in 2018 that actually won a won an award at the Tribeca Film Festival. So it's one of like the big film festivals that they have every year. It won an award during that film festival and it caught the eye of Jordan Peele. We all know Jordan Peele, right? We love Jordan Peele. Because of that, they connected and she worked on his most recent film, which is Candyman. So she directed Candyman, right? And now she's directing a Marvel film. It's going to be Captain Marvel too. So the sequel to the Captain Marvel um, movie. And I don't, I can't remember what phase. I think it's going to be in phase four, if I'm not mistaken, but that's going to be coming out in the next couple of years or so. But is that not like, that's insane for her to be so incredibly young and to be working on something that is so like monumental, to be working in like one of the most monumental franchises ever. That's Bananas. What do you guys think? I concur that is Bananas, but I also think that that is a testament to when you put your people on, like we can do whatever. And the fact that she She is so talented at such an early age just shows that we just need an opportunity. You know, like Hollywood is so white because we haven't been given the shot and the opportunity. Like if we were given the shot and the opportunity, then we would knock all of them doors down. So I love that more of us are getting in those spaces to make those decisions like Jordan Peel to bring the rest of us on and to bring others on because we are showing up and showing out. So I'm over here like, yes, with everything you said, because that was just gem dropping. I knew she did Candyman. I did not know about the Marvel, but kudos to her just to be 31, three films in rooms that you are changing the face of these young kids who are like, well, now there's someone that looks like me because representation matters so much. It matters. And to be able to like what you said, have like reach back and bring the person with you. Like. Like, once you make it to where you are, reach back. I forgot the quote, like reach back and each one teach one or something like that. Each one reach one? Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. But like really understanding one, it just goes back to she understood her her gift at such a young age. And I'm assuming but her parents probably honed that gift to like get her in certain maybe not rooms, but like get her in certain classes, schools, like extracurricular activities that are all dark or all centered around her gift. And now at 31, she did a marvel. Like that is impeccable. Like it really has me questioning. what the hell am i doing with my life like i'm done not directing marvel films that's big budget filmmaking right there but i also think it is a testament To, I mean, she's not too far off from my age, but the upbringing of you can do whatever you want to do. And I am thoroughly assuming and projecting this up her childhood. I don't know this woman. I don't know her parents. I don't know none of that. But when we get out of the parenting mindset of parenting for protection and parenting for purpose and possibility, like the amount that our children can accomplish, because we are planning the Seeds of self-esteem, of determination, of you can do whatever you want to do, like of whatever your talents are, you can be the very best, and not parenting so much with the focus of I need you to stay on this earth. I need people not to be, you know, for them not to be ashamed of or scared of your possibility, your potential, and everything else. But when we do parent like for those possibilities, like the sky's the limit. You are correct. Thank you, Sunny D, for bringing that to everyone's attention because I we want to give her her flowers too, you know? And what you both were talking about is, of course, that self-love, self-worth, and self-belief, not just with Miss Nina, but also with the beautiful Michelle Obama who exhibits all of those when she walked into a room. And with that, we want to let you know who we are sponsored by. We are sponsored by Amazing Business, who's going to go ahead and tell you a little bit about themselves. We are Sure Refinement, and what we do is we help women move through their trauma and learn how to develop the self-love, self-worth, and self-belief within themselves. We can be found online at www.surerefinement.com, or you can shoot us a quick email at kb at surerefinement.com, or you can find us on Instagram at surerefinement underscore. And with that, we are going to transition into our affirmation to end this episode. So guys, every single episode, we end with an affirmation that we hope you write down and embody for the following week. This week's affirmation is, I am an important voice in the world and my voice is heard. Remember that you have something to say. It's important for you to be exactly who you are, who you're meant to be, and use the voice the way that it's intended to be used. Thank you all for listening to this episode episode we also again want to give miss nina and miss michelle their flowers so we just thank you again we want you guys to go listen like comment um on our podcast you can find us anywhere podcasts are spotify amazon soundcloud google and of course you just hit up our website where's pod.com where you can also access our blog and comment on there tell us what we can do interact with us comment leave us some messages of what you want us to talk about engage with us and with that we want to say thank you and we are over and out bye peace out